have you seen that? That Twitter? I don't know who this person is, but it's always on a meme page where it's like, fun fact, blueberries are the only fruit named after a color. And then someone responds with star fruit, and she's just so close. That's a shape. <laughs> and I fucking... I'm just going to send it to you. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> so close. That's a shape though. <laughs> so close. That's a shape. And then she's like a little heart emoji. <laughs> it's like um, my favorite thing. The thing I tweeted at you the other day that you were like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, same. I've, what was it? Oh, it's, it's oh, literally. something about Ariana Grande. And I was so like, was I don't. The, <laughs> the girls from Squeam, Squeam, Scream Queens like talking and like the one oh, girl right. tries to say something really smart <laughs> and Ariana Grande is like I want to see what you just said written down and it's absolute nonsense yeah <laughs> and I feel like that's just us talking no I feel like we have coherent sentences you do <laughs> hi everyone my name is Brendan Patrick and you're listening to the super lit podcast hi <laughs> Wow, you you don't want to cue us into our intro music? Oh, I'm sorry. Intro music. Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this week we are talking about I'm holding the book up like everyone can see. Loveless by Alice Osman. Is it okay? We did this last time. Osman or Osman? I think it's Osman. Okay. I just want to make sure. I you know how I didn't bring the book upstairs with me. <laughs> you didn't? No. Oh, I don't have a copy of Radio Silence. Oh, you read online on your book, on your phone book. What? No, it's just downstairs. Oh, I meant the, what, you read Radio Silence in book form? No, I listened to the audiobook of that. That's what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here on the podcast, we have really... When I said that we make sentences that are coherent, and you were like, yeah, and no, you were we like, no, yeah, no, like, we're smart. I was up. like, no, just you. And then I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. Your online, read your online book. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, this week we were talking about Loveless by Alice Osman. And um, Loveless follows Georgia War. Is it War or War? War. I'm going to go with I read war. it as War. But okay. War. Georgia. War. <laughs> Georgia War. Georgia War. <laughs> Georgia has never been in love, never kissed anyone, never had even a crush but as a fanfic-obsessed romantic, she sh- she's sure she'll find her person one day. As she starts university, Georgia makes a plan to find love. But when her actions wreak havoc amongst her friends, she questions why romance seems so easy for other people and yet not for her. With new terms thrown at her, asexual, aromantic, 
Georgia is more uncertain about her feelings than ever. Is she destined to remain loveless or has she been looking the wrong has she been looking for the wrong thing all along? Yes. You did good job. <laughs> yeah, did did good. And wear hat. Squeaky chair. <laughs> I'm just gonna move my computer onto my bed and just do like a that's what I do. Oh, oh uh, well, I don't have a laptop. I did, but, you know, it's in the trunk of my car. <laughs> um, the bodies. Um, <laughs> the serving bodies. Body, yaddy, yaddy. Truly. Oh, wait, before we start, I just want to let you guys know, to get Sophie this book, um, I ordered it <laughs> to my house because that's what people do. They order things to their homes. And I thought instead of ordering my book and then doing a separate order for Sophie to get her book, I thought, why not have both books come to my home? Because that's where they're welcome, at my home. And uh, I decided to drive to Philadelphia to drop off her book. <laughs> I feel like the guy who does the, uh, the Animal Planet, like reading funny animal <laughs> things. And it's like, yes. look at this dumb bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, the anglerfish. <laughs> this is the anglerfish. He was driving to Philadelphia to drop off a book to his fishy friends. And um, so the um, stem, which is where you uh, would hook up like the air pump to your car tires, was telling me that um, my tire was flat and I found a nail in my tire. And that wasn't the reason my tire was deflating. It was because a stupid stem decided to have a day off and just like do that thing. And long story short, Sophie and her roommate, manager Ben, drove out to... um, Bristol, Pennsylvania, to help me learn to change a tire because the person who was supposed to come and help me never did. And I was in a tiny outfit and I literally am 90% sure I would have been hate crimed. <laughs> you were in a Wawa parking lot, the safest place you can be. I mean, it was pretty brightly lit, which is probably better than the Burger King parking lot. Or if you looked across the street, the gun sales parking lot. Oh yeah, that's how I knew where I was when I looked at the map. I said, "Oh, the McDonald's and the Burger King and the Gun Warehouse, sure." But the, um, the McDonald's Burger King Gun House combination. <laughs> gun what house. the fuck is that song? <laughs> the McDonald's Burger King combination Gun House. <laughs> yeah, so um, I have fully upgraded my homosexual banner to be able to change out tires. So the Super Lit Podcast is now changing to. The We're Butch, We Changed Tire podcast. I watched. Yeah, Sophie watched at the Wawa. I rewarded I her for watching. I was your light source. Like a, I was, oh. You were. We, it had, was a, we had a pretty important conversation while I was changing the tire. <laughs> it was absolutely comical, the amount of guys who pulled up <laughs> and asked us if we needed help. And then this one dude, I mean, they were all they were like, like done well at intent- this point, too. They were all like well-intentioned. Correct. But the one guy was like, Oh, you're going to want to watch that kind of axle thing. And we're like, yeah, we got it. We're already, we already changed the tower, putting the car down. He's like, oh, so the thing about those ones is that when you're putting it up, yeah, we already did that. We changed the tire, we're putting it back down. Mm-hmm. So when you're putting the t- the car up, you're going to want to, sir? Sir, the tire, the, the car sir, has been we, lowered. Sir, sir, sir we're driving best. away. Sir, we're driving sir, away. Please stop following me home. Yes. Um, and manager Ben had suggested, oh, is it shadow? Yeah. She oh, said, shadow in bed. Squeak. But yeah, no, seriously, 
manager Ben was like, hey, if you want someone to like try to help you, just make it look like you're going to start changing the tire and then men are just going to show up to, and no yeah. joke. It's like I, they weren't even in the parking lot. They just were summoned. They it, like were, they were asleep in their chairs in their, like on their couches in their house. And they just sat up wide eyed. Like someone has a tire that needs to be changed in the parking lot and the wall wall. There's a community of women that needs our help. There's a community of women that needs our help. Yeah. So, um, I thankfully was able to hand off the book to Sophie because I was not going to be able to drive, uh, what was it, like 20 more miles? It was like, no, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like 15 more miles. And you were like a little, like a half hour from my house. But mm-hmm. um, when I got home, the tire was almost flat. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Is this, better, is this a better angle? This is the microphone's truly... in front of my face, so you can just see the cat. And that's I mean, I want to see both. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I mean, you can see both of us, me and my wig head. <laughs> it's um, true. But uh, you're stinky. We are talking today about Loveless. Sorry. No, it's fine. I had to. I had to get that out there because I thought it was a funny story. We're talking about Loveless. Um, it is the second book, and I think last year around this time we read Radio Silence. So I think it's been a year since we've done done Radio Silence. Okay, but she has other books listed in the in Loveless. Are those like novellas or short stories? They're short stories. So the one about Nick and Charlie, I think, is a short story that's coming soon. Radio Silence, we read. That's like a full-on book. Um, I was born. That's for a this, whole book. I think is also a whole ass book. Um, Solitaire, I think, is also a, like a an actual book. This winter, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. Nick and Charlie. Um, I don't know anything about. I read the comic about Nick and Charlie. Oh, so Nick and Charlie's part of Heartstopper. Yeah. So like I read that. Um, also, I realize that she's putting out the books in oh. a rainbow of colors. Is that picking up? No, what's happening? <laughs> Shadows nuzzling the microphone. Oh, wait, let me listen. <laughs> uh, like the smallest amount. You know what is picking up on the microphone? Yeah. That Climax shirt. <laughs> Oh, you love mean it. Climax Youth Ministry? Yeah, I love Climax Youth, Youth Ministry. I love I love Greg Haas. Welcome to our sponsors. <laughs> Let's talk I about my wish. favorite podcast. I fucking wish. It um, has nothing to do with anything that anyone could ever... If someone, if someone said, guess Sophie's favorite podcast, guarantee you that... You'd that say Super Bowl podcast? Because that's what, <laughs> what? <I think. laughs> Well... Uh, no, it's actually a fully improvised pro- podcast about a mega church. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's great. Um, it makes me so happy. Everyone go listen to Mega. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Mega fan cast. Unless you have some reservations about poking fun at born again Christians. Hello, can I help you? She seems she seems distressed. She wants to get down now. Oh, Chad, I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> Chad, I'm trying to. She's so like, come to me. It's okay. There she, there she is. She wants to like lay next to me, but she doesn't like laying on me. Really? That's all she does hot. downstairs on the couch. No, it's too hot. Mm, okay. She wants to like lay next to me. Okay. Okay. I um, space. So should we talk about the book now? Yeah, let's, let's, how much of this is I going to have to cut out? Um, let's talk about so much. the I'm book. So, so we um, are introduced to Georgia and her group of friends, which are Pip. Uh-huh. Love the nickname uh-huh. Pip um, and Jason. 
Wow. Uh, Jason is tall, quiet boy. Um, yes. Pip is tiny, spicy, loud girl. Tiny, spicy Latina. Yeah. She. Well, she's the loud insert. Insert loud Latina best friend character. Yeah. Um. I really like <laughs> Pip. <laughs> she was cute. Um. So we get introduced to them like right before they're going to school. They all got into the same college, which. I'm not even kidding you. I applied to schools and I just, I didn't even tell anyone where I was going. And I wound up going to college with someone I went to high school with. That's my nightmare. <laughs> I know it is. This, um, I think this for you is like nightmare fuel. Unless it was like concept, with Kirsten. They, the con- yeah. But even that, like we weren't really like really good friends until college. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like actual human friends, not just like you want to fucking hang out, I guess, because we both like anime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like this concept of her choosing her university based on where her friends was going. Well, I know. I, I guess the thing was that the college you ended up going to was like her first pick, and then the other two didn't get into the colleges they wanted to go to. I think they applied but, like, late, truly. or like they didn't get into the colleges they wanted to, and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll go here." It's like, sure. It's just like. <laughs> I just know that, like, I feel like based on experience, not my own, but, like, observing other people, that mm-hmm. if you end up going to college with, like, your high school best friends, and then you just hang out with your high school best friends, you're just going to be the same person. You're just, it's just high school, the sequel. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't go to Rutgers. That was, <laughs> well, like, that's, asking. That's the only reason? Well, yeah. That, I mean... Other than, like, I didn't want to go there. Um, I just felt like I just would have been surrounded by the same people I went to high school with. Yep. Um, And it's also very close to my home, and I wanted to go somewhere else. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. But can I I just say the one thing I, for the majority of the book, they talk about, like, fan fiction and how, like, she's read, like, fan, and it's just, like, I felt like that mechanism in the book like, wasn't important to her character as much as I thought it was. <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, you thought she was going to, like, the end <laughs> of the book is going to be her publishing Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no, I just, you know how I, I hate doing this. You know how in Fangirl, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. her personality, I thought we were getting that again, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. That's Listen, when you're, a, when you're a college freshman and you read fanfic, that is your personality. Oh, is that what your personality was? In yeah, are you kidding me? I didn't talk to anyone <laughs> my freshman real year. Close to the, the are you kidding? Yeah. I didn't talk to anyone my freshman year of college. I just sat in my you're room still don't and... still talk to people. <laughs> first of all, that's true. Second of all, uh, you know, I just, like, hung out on forums and wrote fanfics and watched, like, Dexter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems. I was cool. That seems right. I was going out to parties and being drunk. I already told you I am Rooney Buck. But um, <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Um, it's like a so, bad time. <laughs> it it wasn't. I think that like I don't know. I thought that it was going to be like more of her personality for some reason, and I like that it wasn't. I like that she, like, referenced it more so, like, once you start getting into the book, it's like, oh, I remember reading this, like, fan fiction about love. And it's like, oh, this is, like, a a mechanism to get you talking about, like, your experiences with, like, what love is, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that it doesn't seem like 
she has no personality other than her liking fan fiction. Am I wrong? Am I wrong for thinking this? Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? Her sister was a witch. <laughs> what was she? A princess. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> big boobs. Sorry, <laughs> big witch. Oh, no, we can't do this again. <laughs> Bewitched. <laughs> Continue. I just thought that was nice, and it. She feels like a more fleshed out character than I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, I thought that that was like going to be like this huge thing it's and i don't necessarily character thing yeah yeah and i didn't nest after like finishing it i don't think it's quite as necessary but at the same time like i totally get it does anything no, I that i just said make like any sense no it makes sense i i do agree with you a little bit that it kind of like petered off and was not like a stronger element later in the book but it made sense as like a establishing element of character mm-hmm. because like being like swept up in like the romance of like stories you're reading or movies you're seeing and stuff and then like but not necessarily like applying that to your own life Mm -hmm. I think is like a really significant part of being ace or arrow because it's kind of like well yeah I could still like rom-coms but that doesn't mean like I want someone to like come in and like propose to me like I don't know like I have like arrow friends who are like yeah, fucking love this movie, but like, don't, don't do this. <laughs> this is great, but please don't do this. To this me. is my favorite movie, but don't you fucking do it's this. It's also to a me. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's like the, I think the the part jump. I'm gonna jump ahead. The do part it. later on when she's talking to Rooney and they're like talking about like she's like trying to figure stuff out in her head. And she's, Mm -hmm. like, they start talking about, like, masturbating and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, well, when you're, like, wanking, because they're British, do you, like, do you think about, like, yourself with these kind of people or think about yourself with these kind of blah, 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 blah. And George is, like, I don't think about myself with anyone. I just think about other people doing stuff. And they're, like, like, wait, am I the weird one or are you the weird one? What's happening? Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. But yeah, no, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, this is like a weird part that I know is going to be like a hmm. But I feel like that compared to, because we've only read Radio Silence, um, that was, I guess, weird to read because like Alice's work that we've read before hasn't been like inherently like, tell me about jerking off. <laughs> like it hasn't been. Yeah, this book was like significantly more, it felt more like a YA novel and it felt a lot more like a, like a specifically like a teen book, mm-hmm. which is weird because the characters in this are older. Yeah. Than they are in Radio Silence, but Radio Silence felt a lot more mature and was like more, I felt like more atmospheric and like, I don't know. I guess I I was just like really surprised, like straight off the bat by like the, it's not like the younger tone that I felt in this book. And I Mm -hmm. think it was probably just because the lead character is like a lot more like young, like just immature in general Mm -hmm. and like a little bit more naive about things. Yeah. Than the lead characters in Radio Silence. So it just like felt... Like, I don't know if you if you gave me these books separately, if I would know that they were written by the same person. 
I don't think so. And I think also the amount of like kid youthful and obviously it's a book it's a YA book but like right. the references to like TikTok compilations and like things Listen, that we do I watch TikTok compilations <laughs> no exactly yeah. I was gonna say like the things that we do and the like the language too felt a lot more youthful in that aspect mm-hmm. where it's like this is how the kids are talking and I think also this book was I think much more like comical sounding there were like yeah. a lot of times in which I was like audibly laughing, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid, the kids this just had like a much more youthful energy. Mm-hmm. The kids were really, really trying to be all right. You know, they were just like kikiing, <laughs> just like living their lives. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, what it was. Happened? Yeah, no, it was really good, and I, I. Like the progression of the book, it, the book is like I read two hundred and fifty pages last night. Yeah. Um. I no joke. I was like, oh, I'm gonna put it down now. Wait, no, I'm gonna put it down now. Wait, no, I'm gonna put it down now. And I ended on the Beth chapter. Oh yeah. That like literally that was it, and I was like, oh, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I have to do this tomorrow. Yeah, no, uh, I feel like there was like a lot of buildup and then things got resolved very quickly, but then it was still like unresolved. And I was like, 100%. Like things got resolved and I was like, there's still like 75 pages. What else do we have to do? What else could possibly happen? <laughs> what else Guys, could go wrong? <laughs> just, it's a little it, bit long. Book or the <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> there was just some ports where I was like, <clears throat> Okay, we've already, like, we've reached past this character beat. Why do we have another three chapters describing Rooney going out again? Yeah, it's just, you like, know, her okay. her mental, like, what she would do is, it would be, like, so, George's roommate, Rooney, is, like, a very energetic, outgoing person who seems to be, like, collecting friends but like they're not actual friends. It's just like acquaintances. And Georgia at the beginning of the book is like, wow, I want to be more like her. Like she likes to just like meet people, go out, have fun, kiss guys, just like do it. And I want, I want to be like that. Maybe she can teach me how to do it. And then it winds up being the reverse where it's like, no, Georgia, you need to teach me how to like be like me and not like Mm -hmm. feel pressured. And I like, the description of like what happened in Rooney's life, just like really sad. Yeah. I feel like you don't have a lot of thoughts about this book. You're very quiet today. <laughs> did you um, even read the book? No, did you I... finish your homework assignment? You didn't finish it, did you? Uh, <gasps> no, I finished the book. Oh, I was like, you don't uh, know how it ends. They all die, right? <laughs> yep, they all die at the end. We love Adam Silvera. Um, <laughs> I will say that I was, like, I feel like there was, like, a lot of things that, like, I was, like, expecting to happen, then they didn't happen, and then there was, like, some stuff that there was, like, a lot of build-up for, and it was kind of just, like, oh, that is that it? Uh, okay. Are you talking about Rooney and Pip? Um, no, well, just, like, the, I mean, I guess it's the whole thing is supposed to be, like, kind of anticlimactic, and that makes it climactic, but, like, spoilers, the part where um 
Beth calls Rooney's phone and mm. Georgia picks up and she's like, I don't even know whose number this is. Like, why are you calling me? And it's like, oh, you guys haven't talked in five years. Here's my question. Like she has a picture of you on her wall. Someone calls you and you don't know the phone number and then you call it back. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I would never call it back. I feel like, never. no. That's how you well, get I cursed. The, I guess she like had like multiple missed calls from the same number. Mm. So maybe I would give it a call back and be like, hey, if you're trying to reach someone in a... Oh, mom, you got a new cell phone number? That's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That that part, I was kind of like, okay. Huh. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like right. expecting it to be like... Pull, I was expecting it to be more. I don't mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> well, this book is uh, very... Like, we've read Slice of Life books. This is like... yeah slice of life with like a little bit of powdered sugar drama on top. Yeah. It was very like, this is just the first year of this, these kids college life. And it's just going to get, I guess. Yeah. It's just going to get more dramatic. (laughs) Probably. Who knows? I just Um, think it was just, uh, I guess the exploration of, how this character is Ace and oh my god, what is the other shortened arrow. Ace and Arrow? Um, Arrow Ace. Sorry, I was like, come on, brain. Um, the other book that we read that has this displayed in it, let's talk about love. Yeah, I preferred this writing about it. Yeah, the thing, okay, so. So some of the stuff that I like thought was going to be a bigger deal than it was, wasn't. And then some of the stuff that I thought didn't matter, mattered a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of really, I was, I was like torn. I'm like torn about this. So I'm just going to like talk and see if I'll figure it out by the end of the sentence. So I feel like there is as much as like, there is like a lot of, I don't even even know how to start sentence. I feel like there is like a huge stigma and like misunderstanding of just like ace and arrow people specifically like in the queer community but just like in general obviously because like straight Mm -hmm. people don't know what the fuck's going on at any point so I think that this book does like a really good job Mm-hmm. of like having multiple points in the book where they like break down how like different people interact with like their sexuality and they're like kind of like well for me it means this and for me it means this and blah 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 and it's like mm-hmm. yeah it, I mean so it's like it's very much like it's such like a, a weird nuanced thing as opposed to like a person being a lesbian it's like okay that means like I'm a woman who loves women mm-hmm. um and I mean, like anything is anything, really, because labels are whatever you want them to be and whatever. But um, for the point of this, for the reason I'm trying to make this point, it felt a little bit like after school special at some points because mm-hmm. it was like, OK, we had this like really good moment where she like talks to Sunil and he's like, hey, this is like I'm ace and that's what this means to me and she kind of has the like oh fuck wait am i like moment and then she like 
does the research on her own and is like trying to work it out. So there's like, it's like processed again. And then she has this like whole conversation with her cousin who's never talked about beforehand and never talked about after mm-hmm. where they have like another, like, here's the definition of all of these things. Yeah. So like. It was nice to see me, another per like another person in her life. And it was just right on the topic of her cousin. It was really nice that her cousin was like, wait, there are people like me out there. And I was like, oh, you haven't looked into this at all? Oh my gosh. And it's an older person too that's like, oh, like this is a thing. This is what, like how I've always felt. Yeah. Um, it That was well, a very nice makes, moment. I mean, that makes so much sense because like, especially if she's like straight, then there's like so much less inclination to like, do any kind of research about like sexuality of any kind because yep. like well I'm just like a straight person who has like a low libido or whatever like that's mm-hmm. fine that's like like why would I like care to look into things at all because I'm just like straight. Not queer <laughs> queer but um I don't know so so like part of me was like this is really good I mm-hmm. love this because there's like there's like very few like good representations that actually like are like break things down outside of just like a side character that's like says it once and that's never explored but I also like by the time we got to the cousin I was like who is she, who is she why 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 are we reading like dictionary definitions in the middle of the book it felt mm-hmm. like very like here we are and today's word of the day kids is ace yeah so I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. I, I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, maybe it's just because I'm like a little bit older. So like having stuff reiterated to me like that, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But like a younger person reading this book is probably really like super important that, that, that it's like broken down that easily. I think for me too, especially since like, I think when I lived in the city, I had more instances of, meeting different people on the spectrum of queerness. Um, whereas where I live, it's not necessarily like a buffet, if you will, of many different mm-hmm. people. But I think for me reading like the different things in this book, it was like, Oh, like I've often wondered like the differences between certain things. And it's like, well, this is like spelled out really nicely for me. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I think also the one thing in the book that like that is brought up is the awful white gay man. Yes, Lloyd. I love when there's a cis white gay man that's the villain. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know it's uh it's <laughs> truly is. I like was reading that I was like I know Sophie loves this. This is the truth. Yeah. It the the person who's like basically, um, what is his name? Sunil? He, like, honestly, if I was in that situation giving a speech that was like without giving the middle finger to Lloyd, the whole time I would have yeah. been like, sup, I'm the president sup and you aren't. Does. Yeah, no, I would have been so. Uh, Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he, I think he was my favorite character of the book. Lloyd? No, Sunil. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd? Okay. Yes, I love Lloyd. Um. No. 
Yeah, I think it was a true crime that uh, we didn't get more. Kim and Jason don't end up together. Oh my god, I, thought, I was thinking that shit. too. So there's a point. The, in the whole book. time I was like, okay. Pip and and uh like Rudy have this like fucking build up the entire mm-hmm. like literally the second they meet each other and they don't like each other you're like they're gonna fall in love they're yep. gonna fuck they're, something's gonna but happen like Jason and Sunil get along then, so well uh, and they wait, both and like, like musicals. No, but there's a part where, like, when everyone's, like, fighting and, like, no one's really talking to each other and Sunil's just casually like, oh, yeah, I talk to Jason on WhatsApp all the time. I'll talk to him for you. And I'm like, what do you mean you've been talking to him on WhatsApp? What's happening? Explain. Tell me. Also, oh, no, wait, never mind. There's a well, part yeah. in the book near the end where they're, like, at rehearsal, we'll say. And Pip uh-huh. and Rooney are, like, walking off, and I guess, or they're, like, behind... Georgia and Georgia's like, oh, are Jason and Sunil in the dressing room? Yes. I was like, oh my god, they're in the dressing room together. <laughs> they're gonna, fu- they're they're gonna cut, find them and they're gonna be kissing. <laughs> We're just like holding each other longingly. It's honestly anything. I'm starved. Just for doing this. the lift from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, that um, that to me, I think is sexual and romantic. So like, I don't know. The the what? lift from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. If you don't bone me afterwards, I feel like we don't touch me. I mean, like they that. they've boned before, but um, yeah. besides the point, <laughs> I it was a crime. It was truly, truly a crime. I got to the end and I was it like, "Was there, we Alice? Please explain uh, why you built this up for me." And yes, we really do love Pip and Rooney, um, or Rue as <laughs> as Pip has called her, but. Um, Jason deserves love. <laughs> Jason deserves love, and he deserves it from Sunil. And and there was like the seed at the beginning of the the beginning ish of the book where um, when George is like trying to figure out if she wants to like date Jason, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, I think I'd be totally fine dating an ace person. Like, I don't think I would need like the physical contact. Like, it would be okay. Like, I'll I'll figure it out." And I was like, "Do it right now." They should have swapped. Rooney yeah. should have been fucking um, Velma, and Sunil should have been Daphne. Honestly, yeah, but like. <laughs> anyway, Rooney can't not be the quote unquote hot one. But here's the thing, though, Velma. Yeah, is Velma. The most powerful. <laughs> Velma is the most powerful. So let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I love that they're. He, I love that Jason through the whole book had like a, just a never-ending love for the Scooby-Doo universe and yeah, was like, like truly, really, really invested in Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr.'s like life because they are adorable together. Yeah. Um, he probably really loved that Whirlpool commercial that they're both in right now. Oh God, I fucking hate that commercial. Yeah, it's just her sitting on a counter and him standing next to her like with no speaking lights. <laughs> As it what? should be. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't talk. She's that's like... The, the, that's not the commercial I've seen. Oh, does he talk? Yeah. Oh, I feel like, like I only... do it every night. Or we do it twice a week. Sometimes we do it three times a week. And then it's like, washing our dishes. And I'm like, stop it. Just wash your fucking dishes. <laughs> no, I feel like the one that I've seen is a shortened one where she's like, doing your dishes twice a week with Energy Star. And I'm like, fucking tell him, Sarah Michelle Gellar. You do it. You... Tell him how it is. And Freddie Prince Jr. just stand there looking hot. Honestly, that's what more can I ask for in a commercial? 
Not much, I can say. I'm trying to think like what else. I had we had so much to talk about when we were talking about radio silence, and I feel like we're doing a disservice to this book. I mean, I have I have, I have two thoughts, and they're both like I don't know thoughts, but so Sunil is non-binary, but uses he and oh my god, that was terrifying. But there's not a single point in the book where they use they them pronouns for him. No, and it was terrifying Which because I when like, Sunil is introduced, um, right. they mention being non-binary and uh, George is calling them him. Yeah. And I was like, uh, well, I had, and it's like that first, and then it's like, here are my pronouns. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> so I've noticed that I think we have yet to read a book where the... This is like a thing I think about all the time mm-hmm. because I mean, like everyone, we, we live in a society and a society um, everyone's like raised with like expectations. Like, I mean, it's like relatively new. Like, I don't think we'll probably see any significant change until like our generation's kids are like really grown up and even maybe even the next generation mm-hmm. where like, when you first meet someone, even if they have, like, a neutral or, like, a clearly, like, non-binary expression of their gender, like, physically, mm-hmm. like, outright, you're still, like, probably, like, internally assigning, mm-hmm. like, a pronoun just in your head. And even if you don't say it out loud, like, you have mm-hmm. to be conscious enough to be, like, wait for them to acknowledge it or just, you know, whatever, or ask politely whatever the the energy is. But, um mm-hmm. I've noticed that in books, if there is a non-binary character, even if the, the narrator isn't, like, aware of that, the author is conscious to write to use only they, them pronouns or only use their, like, their actual name mm-hmm. until, like, it is, like, written down in the text that they would, pref- like, their preferred pronouns, mm-hmm. which, like, makes sense because, like, I guess, like, the thing you don't want to do in, like, a book that has queer representation is to, like, start off by having your lead character misgender someone. Yeah. But also, like, a lot of these books are first-person perspective, and that just, like, it makes sense to me that, like, the person's internal monologue would, like, maybe do that non-intentionally. Yeah, and I think the last... So, comparatively to Brooke Carter's book, um, when Mm -hmm. we meet um, our lovely Valkyrie friend, I'm forgetting their name right now, Oh, Oscar! There we go, Oscar. Oscar, is it Oscar? There we go. I was like, um, when we meet Oscar, uh, they are in the form of an old woman because they are under a spell, right? And then when the spell is broken, it's immediate they them. Mm -hmm. It's never like a specific gender pronoun. Yeah, yeah, but that's also like a fucking eternal Magical god novel. creature so yeah. like yeah i think um, that is the only time that i like distinctly off the top of my head remember that other than i'm i'm trying i'm like struggling to think, think of another time because i'm tr- well i'm trying to think of like other characters and i'm like in like once in future and sword and sword in the stars like everything's from the perspective Mm-hmm. Um, Ari and she like knows everyone so she's like knows what like pronouns to use for specific people yeah. when we meet the our non-binary friend in 
Sword and Star, um, uh-huh. or Once in Future, I should say, um, they've known Ari for years, so we never have right. the the mistake made. I'm trying to think of like I can't think of anything. I can't think of any books off the top of my head where it, like a non-binary character is introduced to the narrator other than this specific circumstance. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that I like was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then, um, I don't know. Like, I, it's like a weird balance because I guess like, I mean, it makes sense because like some people, to some people like being non-binary is more about like gender presentation physically, like uh, their clothes and all of that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some people like pronouns are really important. So like clearly like Sunil is comfortable using he, him as well as they, them. So it's like not necessarily like something that's like he's rejecting masculinity, mm-hmm. but it was just interesting that like there wasn't a point in the book really, except for when she, when, um, George is talking to her cousin, Ellis. I think she uses they, them pronouns for like a little bit, but. I think that's the only time when she's talking about Sunil that she uses they, them pronouns. Yeah. You're right. But you know, I thought when we were going into that scene, because Sunil says so, and then it goes down into it. And I was like, Oh God, no, this is, I had such a, like a weird reaction. Cause I was like, Oh, is Georgia misgendering this person right now? Right. And then it goes into, um, like the, the description of their pronouns. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, okay. There was like a second too, where I thought maybe her cousin was snow minor because mm-hmm. like every single time she mentioned her, she was like saying her name proper and not, there was only like one or two points where she used pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's happening here? They're playing Cuphead is what's happening here. Um, yeah, God. I love 2019. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say another weird thing that I noticed and mm. is, like, completely inconsequential to how the book is written and, like, anything about it, really. But mm. there was, like, a point where... Um, Rooney is like when Rooney first meets Pip, she keeps calling her Philippa, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I don't like the people call me that. Please don't call me that." And it's like, "Oh, this is gonna be like joke, like like I like fuck you. We hate each other. Don't mm-hmm. call me that." But then it's like, "Oh no, you don't like being called that because that fucks with like how you like like how you present your gender." Yeah. So, like, you want a more neutral, like, name. Like, she still uses she, her pronouns, but is, like, constantly described as, like, dressing more masculine and, mm-hmm. like, being a little bit more androgynous. Um, I want to dress like That was, like, him. fine. But, like, every single text conversation, she had, like, Georgia has Pip's full name in her phone. Yeah. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just have her name be Pip in your phone? It sounds That's like such a small thing, but I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't you have your best friend's preferred like name that they choose to present with mm-hmm. in your phone? Why would you have their like full name? Especially when you call them to their face, Pip. But I think also yeah. part of Pip's thing was that um, Rooney is not f- like they're not friends. 
So it sounded right. like you don't get to call me that. Also, I don't like you using that name. It sounded like a yeah. But also, her she doesn't like her family using that name either. But she like yeah. gets up with it, if I remember correctly. I mean, I think it's just like yeah, it's just like a thing where it's like, well, it's grandma, you know, yeah. you can't do anything about her. She's like ninety. She's ninety five years old. <laughs> it's gonna let it happen. Yeah. No, um, I I I didn't that think of that. Me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think of that while I was reading it. And now that you've said it, I'm like, oh my God, totally, yeah. Even from I think, like, I the think, perspective of like, this is your friend, Georgia. There are people dying, Georgia. I just like... <laughs> Shut up. Um, no, but I, I feel like I have like a lot of friends who, for like varied gender reasons, have had like adjustments to their name mm-hmm. in the span of time that I've known them. Yeah. And like we will like, and we are all like talking through some kind of messaging app at some point. So they've like made the point of like changing their names and apps and things. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't you change her name in your phone? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have my, like, I don't like, I don't know. This just weirds me out. I also like, well, you don't, I'm I not a person who like adjusted. has to have, sorry. No, it's just, like, I'm also, like, not a person who has to have, like, someone's, like, full name in my phone. Like, if mm-hmm. I know who's who it is, I know who it is. Like, I don't, like, I don't need your full legal name in my phone. But also, I think, like, like for the longest time, you were right? just... Oh, your name is... I have your first and last name, but for a, aeons, no joke, it was just your first name. Your, I mean, your name in my phone is just Brendan Patrick. Yeah, and that's, like... People think that's my actual last name. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems weird. I'm like, yeah, I don't need my friends, like, legal names. No. Like, in my... That just... That was, like, a really weird small thing yeah. that I kept noticing, and it annoyed me. Yeah, and I think, also, you and I, from a very young age, have known people who wound up to be on the queer spectrum of, like, non-binary or trans who are like, hey, my desired name is this, or like, this is my name. There is no other name. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think we've just, we're used to it. And like, even with just like nicknames, like there, like for the longest time, I did not know Jaja's name. We just it's referred to Jaja's name. Don't no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, no, I'm never going to tell you. I know it, but it's not like a their desired name is. It's like their nickname has always been Jaja. I found out. Well, that's like a drag thing though. Yeah. I still get called that's, Karma. That's fully, that's, I mean, yeah, that's fully drag culture. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's like cosplay culture. I mean, like I'm not really anymore, but when I was mm-hmm. like, when we were teenagers and we go to anime conventions. And I used to get called summer, Pit. Like, there's so many people who I don't know their real name because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you were always whatever you're like, DeviantArt handle was yeah. like, but I've like hung out with them for like all weekends. I've like gone to their house. Like yep. we were like really good friends. Like I mm-hmm. trust them. They're people I know, but I'm like, I don't fucking know what your legal name is, dude. Cause yeah, you're no. just always this like, and you know, whatever. Um, like I, I just I put, I had to think about Kirsten's last name the other day. Cause her name in my phone was Kirsten, the ginger. But I literally just put their last name in my phone like two days ago because i was like oh i should like update because I'm pretty sure is... her last name's not my phone i think it's just her first name is she the only one you know yeah that's the only reason i get people's last names added like kara who i text every day 
her last name in my phone is Uarts. Mm-hmm. It's never been her actual last name. Only a few people have ever gotten. Well, you last had a names point where you can't change it because no, so that's it. Like um, that's the tweet. Truly, um, I just think it's really interesting because, like, obviously, hip cares enough about mm-hmm. being referred to as that to like make a point of making sure that that's how people refer to her, mm-hmm. and like it's clearly like a like somewhat sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, I don't know if it's going to sound shitty or not, but I feel like if she like openly identified as like non-binary or trans then and said, this is my name, please call me Pip, it would be like so much more. And I know that that's like, it's not the same level because like, especially people who are like fully transitioning and want just like an entirely like a, a new name that is like some, you know, like some people are like no i'm this is not like i i am the binary is real the people who are like no i'm a woman and so my name is going to be like mary grace like elizabeth like really like we're leaning into the femme elizabeth taylor um, <laughs> joe crawford um, but uh I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a significantly more important to like, I feel like call someone by the name that they like would prefer mm-hmm. if they are like, if they're trans, but I also don't think it should be downplayed to just like casually refer to someone by like a name they don't like mm-hmm. if they aren't. No, I don't know. I feel like I'm making a huge deal out of this. No. <laughs> and I, I think the reason Rooney was doing it was because she wanted to piss off Pip. But when Pip was like, no, you don't get to call me that. That is not the name that I have told you. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not to be called by my full ass legal name. Rooney immediately was like, Oh, okay. And it, I don't think it happened again. No, it doesn't. But Georgia still has her name and her phone wrong. Correct. And I think Rooney goes back and forth between using Pip's last name and Pip's name. Yeah, that's true. Their their back and forth was very nice, but I truly I didn't think of that being in like how it is in her phone until you just said that. I don't know why, but I like hyper fixated on that well as Rooney. No, because you want to make sure that people are comfortable and are treated well and are called by the names that they want to be called by. Yeah. We don't stand call me by your name, but we love when we are called by our names. I do stand Sufjan Stevens, though. We stand Sufjan um, Stevens sitting there crying into a fucking microphone. His new letting album is going to fucking slap. <laughs> um, sure. The singles, he's, the singles that have already come out are so good. Anyway. You mean Taylor <laughs> Swift's album? <laughs> Folklore is great. Get off my back. It's really good. Also, no joke. The like the, the way that they all talk to each other, like ten out of ten, would recommend. Love that for us. Mm-hmm. Like I felt it. <laughs> I felt like real people talking to each other. It felt like the moment. It it truly was the moment. Now come on now. I'm trying to think about if there's like more more things I want to talk about. I think the only thing that I like specifically in this book, I was like, oh, okay, so we've got all the seats at the table. And, like, quite a few of them are filled. Oh, like, yeah. Like, a lot of people came to the party. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the representation in this book was very nice. Um, and it didn't, yes. it didn't feel like forced. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like these people are together just because they're queer. It's like, no, it's like, yeah, like, yes. They're all together because they love Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that feels forced to me. <laughs> I mean, oh, a bunch of like college students in England really loving Shakespeare feels forced to you. A bunch of college students in England being really dorky. <laughs> Do you remember when we were in high school, we went to Shakespeare Bridged? Yeah. When they were talking about like the play that they were going to put on, I was like, <gasps> they're doing Shakespeare Bridged. <laughs> and I just remember I getting thought... pulled on stage. <laughs> of course she did, yeah. The loudest boy. I love that. I fucking... But like, I... they're right. Like The history plays can like get out. Just yeah. give me like the tragedies and the comedies and I'm yeah. like here for it. That's what this book um, is about. It's like we don't want to hear about history. We want to we want tragedy and we want comedy mm-hmm. with a splash of romance for those who want it. I don't that's all that's all I have. I just <laughs> need to scream about this <laughs> name. Um I don't so uh, the, the thing with this book is that because it is so very slice of lifey, um a lot of the the like main focal points are really the entire book and to discuss a lot of them would kind of spoil them in a certain, like in a way that it would be like, okay, what, what am I going to read then? Yeah. I think that's, I think again, that's why without completely spoiling the book, which we don't really tend to do here. It's hard to specifically talk about this book in ways that are like, Oh, this happened in this beat and this beat and this beat, because Mm -hmm. then it's like, Okay, I mean, like, I guess I won't read the book then. <laughs> I already know what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophie looks dead inside right now. Are you okay? Sophie? I'm just trying to think about, yeah, I was just uh, <laughs> thinking about the book and trying to, like, think about what we haven't talked about, what we have. So I think there's, like, a good chunk that we haven't discussed that's, like, worth reading. Oh, I sure. I would definitely suggest this book if only, I mean... I understand you. It's like a dictionary description of like, here's what arrow and ace mean. It just felt, it was like, it, no, it's not, that's not necessarily bad. It just definitely like dipped a little bit more into the like, this is a YA book and it felt like a YA book mm-hmm. as opposed to like radio silence. I felt like if I like older readers could still like, yeah. you could think- still read that and, and it would be, it didn't mm-hmm. feel YA as much. I think also with Radio Silence, the the feel of that book is more mature, quote unquote, because it, yeah. I think it's the way it's written too, and that um, yeah, it's the way the relationships are. Whereas in this book, it's it very much like a tragedy felt, and a comedy. Yeah, the Radio Silence felt a lot more internal and like mm-hmm. dreamy and like just it had like a different energy to it and this one really felt more like this is these kids first year of college and this is the shenanigans they get up to and it's still like a fun time and i'm like i enjoyed it and it's like very cute but it just had Mm -hmm. very different energy did this make give you any nightmarish flashbacks to your first year of college um it made me think about how much i hated my roommate my freshman year a lot 
You don't talk to this person anymore, I'm assuming. Oh no, not at all. Okay, I'm great. A little bit. Yeah, like, no. She dropped out after our freshman year. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Rooney. <laughs> she was dumb and stupid. Oh she no, sucked. not like Rooney. She was really messy and irritating. She would steal my shit. It was great. <gasps> I didn't know about all that. I would like come back to the dorm after my classes and be like, where are my headphones? And she'd be like, oh, they're on my desk for some reason. Okay. Ew. First of all, don't. Yeah. <laughs> were they, they like were, these like, ones? Over the ear. They're, oh. No, they were like over ear headphones, which is so gross. Oh, gross. Still weird. In this day and age, can you imagine your things being borrowed like that? I just... You'd set them on fire. <laughs> she was just awful, and her, her side of the room was always messy, so we would always get like a failing, like, uh, review on our room because she always had shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot that's a thing that schools do. She also did, was like, just, she just annoyed me because she like clearly didn't want to be in college and like college wasn't for her, which is like fine. College is like a specific, specific way of like going through your life. You don't have to go to like a second year establishment mm-hmm. to like, have a fulfilling life like you can get jobs without that you can go to trade school you can do so much shit but mm-hmm. like she went to school and then like halfway through the first semester like consciously knew that she was going to drop out but stayed there for another semester what to like waste money i guess and she just took a bunch of like sh- joke courses basically like she just took a bunch of like she took like music courses and just like random stuff she wanted to do mm-hmm. instead of like drop out and save money i don't know i think this book did give me like weird flashbacks of college in my first year um and i know we talk about all the time our very different experiences of college i mean i definitely had like flashbacks of me in my like dorm at night like reading fan fiction and just hearing like people having sex against the wall just being like this fuckers are at it again (laughs) did it turn out to be a washer and dryer no i don't well (laughs) no because i was on the third floor and the washer and dryers are in the basement so that was i just thought that was was funny i thought like that That realization of her like going upstairs and she's like it's a fucking washer and dryer that is something that i would do though and it's like stew in that annoyance for months and then be mm -hmm. like finally gonna talk to these motherfuckers and it's just like an inanimate object and i feel i feel like that is so funny especially because the entire time she's like people actually just like sit and think about sex and they can't contain themselves and she's sitting there hearing a sound and she's like they're people just fucking and it's just like it turns out to be a washer and <laughs> it's just it's so the comment the like the comedy is palpable the comedy jumped out comedy really showed up no i mean i thought this was like a a fun book i'm actually thinking of lending this to my friend kara um yeah and uh i like i like alice's writing but i agree with what you said earlier if i had like if we put radio silence next to this the writing styles are different too and i think that's i think a pretty interesting thing because I feel like some of the books that I have by like the authors that I've read other books by, I can tell it's them writing. Yeah. Like I feel like Caleb Rovereg's books feel like the same author wrote them. Yeah. And I can imagine 
let's say like R- Ryan LaSala's next book is also going to be just as unhinged. <laughs> there aren't troll beads in the book. I'm going to so lose my fucking mind. We have um, to. I'm trying. Yeah. Sorry. I was like trying to think of like books that we've read on the podcast that have been by the same author and the ones that like I immediately can think of are like all sequels of each other or whatever. So it's like, well, yeah, they sound the same because they're the same. <laughs> well, like Camp and Jack of Hearts, they are oh, yeah. different, but like. But they, but they, you can tell they're written by the same person. They have this hmm. a similar energy. Yeah. And like, honestly, I'm thankful yeah. because like Lev really, really gave it to us. <laughs> would you say like, I'm curious, like, would you suggest this book to anyone? I don't think it would be on, I would suggest, I think I would suggest Radio Silence over this mm-hmm. in terms of like queer YA, even though this has like a specific, like this has a significantly more like queer narrative. Radio Silence is kind of like quietly queer. Yeah. <laughs> um in terms of Alice Osmond books, but I will say that if someone was specifically looking for a book that had like ace and arrow representation or was like looking to find more of that in books, I would absolutely like recommend this to be top of my list because I think yeah. it did a really beautiful job kind of going through like the, a smallish spectrum of what that can mean to like various people. Yeah, and I think that was the nice thing about this book and the, you know, Al, it seems Alice's work is that um, she's very aware of including people and making yeah. it not just white people, which is very nice. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, that as well. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. good diversity just in the, the main characters. And I think I just like really like Alice's writing. And also, again, I I had such a fun time reading this and I don't. I have sat and like read books before, like a lot of pages. I usually try to give myself like a 50 page limit a day. So I don't immediately digest the book and then have no thoughts uh, Mm -hmm. by the time I get to talk to you about it. But like last Mm -hmm. night I was like, I'm going to read 150 fucking pages. And it just like turned into like, so you just finished um, three fourths of the book. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. But also, um, Slow down. Don't slow down. <laughs> Don't do it. Go faster. Uh-uh. Yeah, done. no. Um, I think that's it. Are you, that's it for you? It looks like yawn, yawning I boy. I think that's it. I think those are all of my thoughts. Um, yeah. Those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, those are my rambly thoughts. <laughs> yeah, those... That that's it for Loveless by Alice Osman. Um, I just realized that the I in her name... Has a little heart. Oh, <laughs> uh, will. Yeah, truly. I don't know. I thought this book was really cute and funny, but also like silly. But uh, yeah, my name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie G. And by G, <laughs> I mean green. <laughs> like the color. Like the color. <laughs> and uh, you've been listening to the super color in it. Okay. Why do you do the whole podcast with bad British accent? All right, Rob, we're going to talk about this book, eh? So, is this girl, eh? She goes to uni, isn't it? And, uh... You've been listening to the Superlit Podcast? Oh, my God, Sophie. (laughs) Outro music, isn't it? Outro music, isn't it? (laughs) 
that was bad. I I right, I accept I accept that. You know, love. Oh no, I can't stop. <laughs>